0: this point the sellers all think they're sitting on gold at this point and so the buy prices are just not low enough to really for it to make sense so i i know a lot of developers are actually pulling out of nashville
1: have you been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals well then the creative real estate lunch club is the place to be they meet every single tuesday in boulder every single wednesday near fort collins and every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm joined here with Lauren Hardy from Southern California, and she's got something creative that she's been doing, and that is doing fix and flips, not only where she lives, but also across the country in Tennessee. So Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into, involved into real estate?
0: Um, well, I, uh, I am a mom of two kids, two girls. I live in Orange County, California. Um, I've been flipping houses and wholesaling for a little over five years now. Um, I originally started because I wanted something that I could do from home um, so I could have some career flexibility while raising my kids. So that's what got me started. Um, The the business has taken me to very many different directions. I've done a lot of things over the five years I didn't really intend to do five years ago. Um, I initially got into the industry thinking I would just be a house flipper flipping two, three houses a year just to supplement my salary so I could just kind of be at home, work from home, and have some career flexibility. And then it sort of took me into different directions, a lot of it being where I live. Um, I live in a really highly competitive area. So the idea of just flipping a couple houses a year actually was quite challenging. Um, So... Uh, the industry took me to going out of state, okay. so I still do some stuff, you know, in California uh, when I can get deals here. And I, I did do plenty of flips in California, but I found that it was actually easier to find the the deals with the margins I wanted to make out of state. So Perfect. that's where I'm, what I'm doing now.
1: So you just you just fly to Tennessee a couple of weeks out of the year, or a couple of weeks out of the month, or a couple of weeks out of the week to do all this. <laughs>
0: Not a couple of weeks out of the week, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I actually try to minimize my traveling as much as I can because it's very hard on my kids. Um, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, so it's really difficult uh, to go out of town all the time. Yeah, I so I rely on people. Um, I just finding good people, I don't necessarily have employees like W2 employees over there, but I have really good realtors that will run an errand for me here and there. Uh, I have a contractor or contractors that I can trust yeah. for the most part. <laughs> so you know <laughs> um, I really rely just on people um, you know and that's that's how I've been able to get by. Um, I built homes from ground up in Nashville. I I've okay. built a few and, you know, I was able to do that from, you know, across the country. So, so it's it's doable. You,
1: when you're talking about uh, building houses in Nashville, something's so something's coming up. What is the build price and what is the sell price? Because I know there there's some markets where it just really doesn't make sense to build. Um, is Nashville yeah. one where you can make a pretty good spread?
0: It used to be. Right now it's not. It's gotten very competitive. Nashville has, uh, it's just, it's like the number one real estate market right now. So it got got flooded with investors and a lot of builders. Uh, Everybody was buying lots or or buying these old homes, knocking them down and building two in its place. That was sort of the game over there. So I just, I participated in it and it, I, I got in like it was, it was fine. I, I built a few and did okay on them. But at this point, the sellers all think they're sitting on gold at this point, And so yeah. the buy prices are just not low enough to really for it to make sense. So I, I know a lot of developers are actually pulling out of Nashville.
1: Okay. Let me ask you a couple yeah. questions. So uh, first off, how many total flips did you do last year and, and how many of them were local?
0: Gosh, I don't really have that number in front of me. Um, I do about, I do anywhere from 15 to 25 just deals a year. Some of those being flipped, some of those being wholesales. I think last year I did about 24 deals. So okay. some were flipped, some were flipped.
1: Okay, yeah. uh, and just curious, so are you trying to find more buyers to wholesale your deals to or?
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. always, always. All right, always. so. Yeah, Working for the, in Oklahoma right now. So, anybody in Oklahoma? <laughs> hit me okay,
1: up. perfect. So, for the listeners um, who want to get the contact information that they'll need, uh, just wait to the end and we'll, and we'll get all that info so she can wholesale deals in Oklahoma and in Tennessee to you. Um, so, right. you did 24 deals last year. How, basically, uh, okay, my, my main question is how many of those were fix and flips in your own backyard? How many were you able to do in California? Last
0: year, not a lot. Not a lot last year. I can't. Let me think. I mean, like under five. Okay. Last year, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Not a lot of. California. I really focused hard on Tennessee last year.
1: Okay. So you're basically doing 15 to 20 flips outside your own market. So uh, that's, that's actually pretty incredible. How do you, uh, how do you manage everything? How, do, how are you able to uh, keep your systems in place? What kind of CRMs are you using? How are you finding your deals? How are you disposing the deals? Can you give us a little inside uh, view of your business, how you're able to do all that?
0: Sure. Sure. It's a loaded question. So yes. I'll try to answer. Everything. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess let's start with the, let's start with the team. Um, I've, di- I've done it different ways and I've, I've I, some ways didn't work out so well for me. Um, and then some ways I'm finding more success. What I, I think has worked is having your more like 1099, not your employee, but mm-hmm. just like an outside contractor who already does this, maybe for other investors. Um, so have them as part of your crew. So like one, one person you would need is a, an inspector slash picture taker. So when I get a lead, I usually, I decided to make all the offers and all my acquisitions in house. So in Southern California, versus having like this acquisitions person in Tennessee, Meeting my sellers in person and things like that. The yeah. reason I don't like that model is because those people, I have not, I've yet to find one that works. <laughs> it's been, you know, you get somebody who says they work and they love sales, and and then you hire them and they work ten hours a week. They don't bring any deals in. They miss leads. They don't call people back, hmm. and your marketing dollars get flushed down the drain. So, so
1: are you doing and- all that? Yeah. So right
0: now, um, me and I have I call him a sales manager. I've had an employee for like a couple years now who I basically trained to be me. He does everything I can do. I can go out of town on vacation. He can take over from me almost one hundred percent. If he has a question, he sends me a text or gives me a call. But he he can do acquisitions. He can make offers. He knows what a good deal looks like. He can do dispositions. He can find buyers. Um, he can get my contractor out there schedule things like that um, so he's sort of like my clone uh, and I would love to grow the team but I I do feel like slow growth is is the better way to go versus like hiring this team and if the employees get kind of out of control and which I did that I've, I've been there done that so I'm back to scaling down okay um, so anyway back to what you were saying um, you need like a picture taker type person someone you can call and say hey for $60 a trip, can you just run down to this house, shake the seller's hand, pretend you work for me, and just walk around, take a, a million photos, mm-hmm. let me know if anything, you know, if you see stains on the ceiling, if the roof looks really bad. It doesn't have to be a general contractor, just s- someone that could basically be your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's like the first person you need. And maybe have a couple of those. Um, 60 bucks a pop, total ten ninety nine dollars employee. Um, you need a good realtor. You need a realtor that works with investors that knows what a good deal looks like and can look at comps and say, okay, yeah, this is a good deal. Take it.
1: So let you know, me ask you, you said you're using real estate agents. So let me ask you, how do you find, how are you finding the deals? Are you finding the deals through the MLS with your real estate agent? Or are you doing like letters or, uh, uh, online campaigns? I
0: do direct to seller. Yeah, I do direct to seller okay. marketing. I'm not buying off the MLS. Um, mm-hmm. I do, you know, postcards and online stuff. And
1: yeah. Can you, so, can you, you know, all tell how many postcards do you send and how many phone calls do you get? And how do you, how do you, is it like certain times of the day and do you have like a phone call service?
0: Okay. A lot, a lot so, of
1: again, I'm sorry.
0: That's a, again, you, you love those questions. Yeah, so, um, yeah. The, I do send a lot of postcards and it sort of depends I'm trying something new this year. I'm trying more quality instead of quantity. I used to be the like throw crap on the wall and see what sticks mm-hmm. method, which is just mail everybody, a cheap mail piece. And that works that you will get leads. You will, you know, you'll get a lot of leads. You'll make a ton of offers and you'll get a few deals out of that. So I used to, that was my method before, but it got it got really expensive and the, re- the rate of return was like going down. Uh, so I had to sort of refine a little bit. So this year I'm actually more like trying to get your more targeted lists, the more niche lists, and I'm using that method. So anyway, yeah, I, I mail and then I get the calls back. I have my sales manager. He helps with answering the phones. That's sort of his main job. I will not do that because... I have the four and the six-year-old and if my phone rings at three o'clock and I just picked up my kids, I'm not picking it up. So, Mm -hmm. so he answers the phones. He does all the initial call, you know, answering the questions. What's your name, address, you know, why are you selling? He puts that into Podio. So I use a CRM. I use Podio.
1: Okay. Is that, do you use the paid version or do you use the free version of Podio?
0: I don't know what version I do.
1: Okay. I, okay, okay. I had the
0: original Dan Schwartz version. And then so I do have to pay. Okay. I do pay for automations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not an investor fuse. I think that's his new thing that he's got, but I've heard great things about it. So um think of me, Dan plug-in. <laughs> but yeah, the I use that basically, like the preset. I bought like a preset version of podio because I'm not like an IT person, and so okay. I didn't want to have modify it. So um so that and and he puts everything in a podio for me and he we we say the word disposition. He dispositions it into this category that I know to look into every day. With and then I know okay these people came in yesterday. I need to make them offers. Um he my uh sales manager also helps me comp the houses out and give me an about offer price that I should send out. So if I'm really lazy I'll just go after like what he says and i'll just offer them whatever he says but if i have a little bit more time i will check his numbers because you know it, it is subjective and mm-hmm. i can see something that he missed so
1: okay so and, I, so and then
0: what, I I
1: uh i missed what you just said so you He puts them in, he disposes them over to you, ward you. So you see kind of like what you need to do. And then you'll make Mm -hmm. the offers. If you're lazy, you said um, you'll just go ahead and use his. But if not, you'll kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a system in place for, oh, it's always 70%. uh, It's always this. We always expect 15 for the rehab or like, what's, what is your like pre underwriting look like?
0: Okay. um, It is different in the territory. Nashville is pretty difficult to do Mm. because Nashville is growing and rapidly changing so fast that neighborhood by neighborhood is changing so quickly. You almost have to, you really do have to dive in and Mm. like look at what on on that street and how many new homes were built and so Nashville is a little bit more difficult. I will not use Nashville as an example. Um, Oklahoma is a little bit more of your straightforward area. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, so that what I do is, you know, I look at the comps, uh, last six months of say of sold comps and, uh, get, you know, kind of the, I, I like to pick the ones that are, were nicer condition because I will make mine in nicer condition. Um, I have a calculator I use and it does have a preset cash on cash return. Um, Depending on the area, I would adjust the cash on cash return. And it's very important to know what your competition is offering, what kind of returns your competition wants uh, in that area. Um, A good way to figure that out is just ask your buyers on your buyers list, you know, what kind of returns are you looking for? Mm. So in California, it's, I mean, people buy at a 5% cash on cash return where I live and it's, it's just so competitive, you know, but, yeah. um, in Oklahoma, it's more like 15 to 20%. You know, they're, it's, you know, they want a better discount. That's where in Oklahoma, it's more that 70% minus repairs number might work. Whereas like 70% minus repairs would never work in California or where I live in California. Yeah. So, um, so I set my calculator up depending on the area Um, and if it's like Oklahoma, I would probably do a try. I'd start at like a 20% cash on cash return. I'd start there and, and then work my way up with the seller. Um, so I put, you know, punch it into the calculator. Uh, The way I calculate repairs, is a little bit based off what the seller tells me. Um, a little bit based off of the comps in the area and what the photos look like. Mm -hmm. And again, it depends on your area. So in some places like in Oklahoma, it doesn't make sense to over-improve. But in california it might make sense to over improve nashville you have to over improve so it really depends on your area okay. um so that's where you talk to your buyers ask what you know what are what are you doing what are people doing to their homes you know look around at the flips in the neighborhood um another good way to figure out what offer price you should offer is try to if you have mls access is I always say look for the number twos and it's when it'll, it'll be like it'll say number two like on the dot on a house. And that's like it's been sold twice in the last oh. say six months last year.
1: Okay, gotcha. So like
0: look at the MLS, you know, look for the number twos and then see what they bought it at.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So I try to find those, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. And then you know you're competitive in the area. So gotcha. a big part of being competitive.
1: That's awesome. What other what other advice would you have for somebody who's getting involved in in those areas? What would you say would be a good way for them to to get started to do the same thing you're doing?
0: Uh, now, do you mean just specifically or just like in Nashville or in Oklahoma or what what do you mean?
1: Let's let's start with this. How how would somebody feel what would you do to make someone feel comfortable about uh, doing wholesales and fix and flips outside their own backyard?
0: Outside backyard, okay, um, get to know people in the area, make friends, uh, talk to other investors. So the way I first started with Nashville was I was driving around in my rental car. Mm-hmm. I, I, went, I went there, like I just went there for a vacation and i had a rental car and i was like you know i'm kind of thinking of like picking another market what's nashville like i knew nothing about nashville so i just i looked up um i looked up flips in in just using like rei source or list source i looked up like investor owned properties and i just started driving them and kind of looking and seeing what they look like what are investors doing here and i actually saw a construction crew outside of a house and so I just stopped my car and was like, hey, I'm Lauren. I'm from California. Like, what are you guys doing? And and I just made friends. Like it was, it was, we started talking and I made friends with this builder. And yeah. it was like the rest was history. Like you just, I think the best thing is just make friends in that area that are other investors that are doing what you're doing and keep bugging them. So the builder thought like maybe I would just talk to him that day and never talk to him again. Little did he know, I I just kept bugging him and saying, Hey, when are you gonna, you know show me some more deals and because he had some wholesale deals. I wanted to look oh. at them. So that's where it started. So just, I think the first thing is make some friends, make some contacts, listen to what people are doing out there and then get, start building your team. Get your, you know, in, your photo taker, get your realtor that works with other investors and then get your contractor. The contractor is a little harder to find, the good contractor I'm learning. That's, that's, I've been through a few of them, so. Yeah. But get those people and then you know you'll feel more comfortable.
1: That's that's really awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So let's do this. If any of the listeners want to buy some really solid wholesale deals from somebody who knows what they're doing and understands fix and flips, they've been involved for five years into this game in within three different markets. How do they get a hold of you?
0: Probably the best way is on Facebook. Okay. If you follow Facebook, Lauren Hardy. Okay. And uh, send me a private message and, you know, I can put you on my list.
1: Perfect. Uh, well, we can put a link to that into the show notes. And so people can just go right down right now, just scroll down and uh, you'll find that, click that, and you'll be able to get right a hold of Lauren Hardy and get her wholesale deals. And is there any parting advice you or wisdom you need to leave with the audience before we let you go? <sighs>
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. <laughs> I
1: like that. I think that's don't a solid. <laughs> yep. Do not do not give up. Just keep going. you are going to get hit, but hey, get right back up and things will be fine. Lauren, I really right. appreciate your time today. Thank you. You've uh, added a lot of value to the listeners and we will talk to you later. Thanks.
0: All okay. right. Bye. Bye. Take care.
1: It's DJ. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. We're glad you keep listening to each episode. And I want to ask you to please take a minute to give us a five-star review. And remember, we are not attorneys or CPAs. This is just the stuff you bring to your advisors.